Welcome back to the podcast. Today we will be talking about Biden's economic recovery plan, Goya being canceled, and AOC saying the crime rates have increased in New York because of quote unquote fear of not being able to pay for rent. First of all, I want to talk about why I changed the podcast name. I definitely wasn't going to talk about soccer in the long run. I focus, and as you can tell, I focus mainly on politics and current events. So definitely, I decided to change it to Tapia's thought, Thoughts because that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about. The thoughts on, my thoughts on politics, on things that are going on. So that's why I changed the name and we'll stay as the name of the podcast moving forward. But let's jump right in. Biden, and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about Biden's recovery plan. So Biden automatically, well, he doesn't automatically do this, but it seems like he's copying Trump's tactics from 2016. Well, at least from what his agenda is for this recovery plan post-coronavirus. Because he says that, his, because we know his agenda revolves around buying American. As we know, Trump, he ran on 2016 on making America great again. And now he's running in for the, to his re-election on keep America great. We know Trump is a very patriot. He's a patriotic man, and he's a nationalist. You know, he, he loves America. If You might hate Trump, or you might dislike him. I don't care. But one thing is for sure. We know Trump loves this country, no matter what. He wants America to be number one. And I think Biden has copied that plan, too. He's copying that agenda. He says he's going to buy American. He's going to use taxpayer money to buy American. Because his recovery plan has a $700 billion investment in procurement and research and development for new technologies such as biotech, clean energy, and artificial intelligence. And here's my take on that. On at least on the clean energy part, if we want clean energy, we should definitely move to nuclear energy. It's clean, reliable, and safe. But of course, that's not the topic of today because global warming is a big topic. And we do admit, I as a conservative do admit that uh, global warming is a real thing. I think that's a common misconception, but we can talk about that another day. In addition to what I was saying earlier about Biden's recovery plan, he plans to create 5 million jobs. Trump alone in his first three years created 6.6 million jobs. So is he setting a low standard or what is Biden running on? Because 5 million jobs is a very, in my opinion, is a very, very low number. Of course, we know that this will take time. So if this is what he's focusing on for his term, I think that's a very, very low number, considering America is running. If he's trying to make all these changes, he knows that America is in energy independent and that 80% of Americans job, American jobs revolve around energy. So, well, they're dependent on energy. So I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to plan. This is what he plans to do, of course. We're just covering what he's planning to do. And this is, again, I focus on Trump's first three years because we're in 2020. And this is, of course, statistics from 2019, because, again, this was pre-coronavirus and Biden's recovery plan is post-coronavirus. So we're assuming that coronavirus is gone by that point. So, again, I think 5 million jobs is a very low number. Trump alone in his first three years created 6.6 million jobs. So if he's planning on running on that, I think that's a very, very low number. And I think it's hilarious, in my opinion. But moving on. He'll, he Again, Biden also believes in, quote-unquote, made in America, so all in America. Again, this is running off Trump. You know, Biden is using Trump's own belief in his own campaign. Well, 
how his campaign manager is allowing this is beyond me, but I don't think he should be saying, he's basically saying what Trump says, but in the Demo- in the Democrat side. I don't think Biden should be doing this because if, if it's true that he believes that people are tired of Trump, why would we be running on Trump beliefs, you know? So, of course, Trump stated this off. Well, he started this off. He stated he stated this many, many times. He wants America number one. He wants America to be number one. He doesn't like globalism. He wants everything to be made in America because he wants all America. So Biden is running off of this, too. He's feeding off of Trump, Trump's ideas. And I think, I don't know if this is a good tactic or a bad tactic, but personally, if I was a Democrat and if I was going to vote blue and I see this, I would be saying, well, I'm not trying to vote for another Trump. I want to vote for someone else. So why are you running on the same ideas? But again, Biden is feeding off of this. But something that is really alarming for me is that in his recovery plan, he's trying to raise corporate taxes to 28%. The Republicans in the 2017 tax cuts lowered it down to 21%. And I'm not a business major. I'm, of course, but business is in my, my, my area of strength. But... Something I do know is that if we raise taxes in corp- on corporations, investors will invest less in companies. This will mean companies will earn less money because they're not getting invested in. And one of the one many things can happen from this. Uh, it wouldn't allow for job creations, and it, will, it won't allow for higher wa- uh, for companies to give their their employees higher wages. And of course, we see this with Trump with a twenty one percent corporate tax, we see many jobs being created. I think at one point, and of course, this is again pre-coronavirus, there was a surplus in jobs. That means there was more jobs than people for them, for, for them. which means it allowed companies to invest in their companies. And I was talking about this with uh, my coworkers the other day. It allowed for companies to in, in, invest in their companies for better work conditions and also allowed for companies to pay their employees more. And I think this is a good. This is why I'm in favor of tax tax cuts, and I'm very conservative in this point because it shows that tax cuts do help. They do create jobs. They do allow for better work conditions, and they do allow for companies to pay their their workers more. And Biden really plans to create five million jobs. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be raising the taxes, but of course he is because that's a democratic plan. He wants to raise taxes. He wants to take money from the people. From corporates and corporations, and I, I think it's a bad idea to do. But again, I'm just informing here, and I don't, I don't think that raising the tax rate for companies twenty for corporations to twenty eight percent is a good idea. It won't allow for job creations. But moving on, we're talking about Goya being canceled. As you know, Goya is a is a Hispanic brand company. They create many things. Most, I think, their most notorious thing is uh, beans, black beans. So of course. Goya is a Hispanic rank company. But to give you a little context, last Thursday, Goya CEO was at the White House. I think he got invited to the White House. And he said, of course, he, first of all, he thanked uh, Trump for being there. You know, he was, uh, he was very grateful for being, uh, to be there and said, by the way, we're all truly blessed at the same time to have a leader like President Trump, who was a builder. And that's why my grandfather, and that's what my grandfather did. He came to this country to build, to grow to prosper. And so we have an incredible builder and we pray, we pray for our leadership, our president, and we pray for our country that we will continue to prosper and grow. I think it's an amazing, an, 
an amazing thing that the CEO said. And I don't think he's wrong. I, th- I think Trump is a builder. I mean, creating 6.6 million jobs in your first three years is a big, big accomplishment, you know. And, of course, he, he I think the Goya CEO is a prime example of, and, of course, quoting his, referencing to his grandfather, it's, it's a prime example how if you work hard, you can succeed in this country. It shows that Hispanics can succeed in this country. And it shows that Hispanics can also support Trump. Well, Unless you're like AOC and you don't believe that because AOC led the cancellation on Twitter. The cancel culture, again, I've mentioned this various times before, the cancel culture is a very toxic thing. But of course, AOC went along and decided to support this by saying, hashtag boycott Goya. And of course, she led this. She led this. Well, maybe not her specifically, but the Dems did lead this because the Dems cannot see a Hispanic support Trump. They cannot see Hispanics voting for Trump because that's that's not right. Hispanics are meant to vote Democrat. Hispanics are meant to vote Democrat. And that's not true. As you can see, there's Hispanics that support Trump. And of course, this was like, I guess they took it as a stab in the back because, you know, they, they didn't agree with this, of course. So they decided to boycott Goya. They were uh, telling people, then she posted this to hashtag boycott Goya. And here's my thing. I think it's ironic because AOC, even even though she wants like she wants to boycott Goya, and the company is brought up by Hispanics, and employs Hispanics, and AOC is all about, and she always talks about how this country oppresses people of color, and but when someone who is an Hispanic has a different view on politics in her, she decides to lead the charge and boycott that company. If you're all about Hispanics and all about people of color succeeding in this country, why are you against the company that supports Donald Trump? Is it because Orange Man bad? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be leading the charge on boycotting a company that's led by Hispanics. You should be supporting this company. You should, but of course, no, they support Trump, so they're evil. They're racist. So we should boycott Goya. And again, I think it's ironic. And I think she brought an example of conservatives boycotting Nike that it. I think it was like two days ago. I, I saw it on Twitter. And although this might be true, because I, I can admit that conservatives probably did boycott Goya, I mean Nike. Nike does have sweatshops in China who underpay their workers. They have Their workers are in dire conditions. They're in horrible conditions. Now, of, of course, she mentioned this because conservatives are wanted to boycott Nike because they support they support um, Colin Kaepernick, who is, and again, I think Ryan mentioned this in the in the July 4th special, that he's in awe his right to kneel down during the national anthem. That's his free speech. And I'm, I totally agree with that. If Colin Kaepernick wants to kneel down while the national anthem is on, he has the ability to do that. That's the beauty of this country, even though I don't agree with it. Now, is it the same situation? No, because one, first of all, you're all about supporting Hispanics. So you shouldn't be boycotting Goya. You shouldn't be leading the charge against that. Second of all, Nike has people, workers, in dire conditions. AOC, I do recall you wanting to raise the minimum wage. I do recall you not wanting Amazon because of how bad, quote-unquote, Amazon is for their own workers in New York, which led to job losses in New York because you decided to not want Amazon there. So, again, I think it's ironic, and it's showing... The true colors of AOC, 
Because remember, AOC always claimed she was a bartender and she succeeded in this. She succeeded and now she's in in Congress. But she also believes that America's systemically racist and systemically evil toward people of color. And she doesn't believe people of color can succeed. But she herself is a prime example of that. So I just think it's ironic. It's showing her true colors that she doesn't actually believe that. And she and she's just doing it to lead the mob. But again, let's talk about AOC even more. Because AOC also came out on, I think it was Monday, and said that the crime rate in New York had, well, this is her claim, that the crime rate, crime rate in New York, well, the murder rate to be exact, is going up because there's fear of not being able to pay for rent. I don't agree with this because apparently she's like, oh, no, there's murder. They're just trying to get a piece of bread. I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. No, you don't have to murder someone for a piece of bread. You're not in socialist Venezuela for this to happen. And in Venezuela, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys know this, but in Venezuela, there's bread lines. Every time you go to the supermarket, you have to. I don't know if this is still a thing, but I know a year ago I did watch a video on this from someone who actually went to Venezuela. So it's not from a news source. It's someone actually went to Venezuela to see and and he answered the question, how is it true that Venezuela is this bad? And it's true. Venezuela has red lines. He got his phone stolen. Um, and it's unfortunate because when you go to a mar- uh, supermarket in Venezuela, you have to put your fingerprint because you can't go more than once. And I don't think the same case is for New York. Of course, we're in a recession right now. We're in an economic depression, I guess you can say, because of coronavirus. I mean, no one in the right mind thinks otherwise. But you don't have to murder someone for a piece of bread. And here are the stats from what's going on in New York. There have been 38 killings in the past four weeks in New York. Even shootings have increased this year from 394 to 394. Last year, there was only 317 at this point in the year. So there's already more shootings in New York. Of course, these numbers started during the lockdown that New York had, and they continued after the anti-police brutality protest, according to the news article, of George because of George Floyd, the George Floyd situation. Yes, of course, but let's remember they do want to defund the police. Police, of course, people are now. Uh, something that's trending on Twitter is that all cops are bastards. And if, if cops aren't allowed to do the job correctly, things like this will happen. If we defund the police, things like this will continue to happen. Um, even Commissioner Shea from New York said this attributes, like the the thing, the murder rate, the murder rate going up and all the crime going up attributes to the jump in part to the state's bail reform laws, which requires suspects be released without bail on virtually all misdemeanor and several felony charges, most of them non-violent. So they're releasing criminals, even if it's for small charges, out again, because they have to, because of a New York a state law. So of course the numbers are going to increase, especially if you want to defund the police. Things like this will continue to happen if we defund the police. If we don't allow, if we don't trust cops, which again, and we don't trust cops to do their job correctly, then things like this will happen because cops won't want to work for the people. Cops are seen as the evil people now. And if we defund them, things like this will continue to happen. We're going to live... And I, and, I, and I think I put this... If you want a book reference, Lord of the Flies. When, when people said defund the police, I think Lord of the Flies is a good example. If there is no law and order, people 
will die. People will go savage. Remember what happened in that story? People went all savage because there was no law and order. The same thing will happen. And, and it's happening already in New York because they want to defund the police. There's Defunding of police is a very trending topic. And it will continue. Things like this will continue to happen if we don't let cops do their job correctly. If we defund the police, people will die. Crime rates will go up. And that's unfortunate. I don't want that to happen. I want there to be law and order. And sadly, I don't think people in New York will understand it, understand this until this continues to get worse and worse. But anyways, this was the top the the podcast for today. I hope you, you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And have a great afternoon. And please continue to support the podcast as much as you can. Get, share it if you can, please. And thank you once again for listening.